Yo, everyone, welcome to what are we doing? Dave's ASMR. What? <laughs> wow, Dave, do you want to do a little bit of Dave ASMR? Hello and welcome. To I Dave's actually ASMR. did. Haley had a really good Dave's idea. Dave's brushing his teeth right now. It's really hot. <laughs> Uh, Haley had a really good ASMR idea for us the other day, and I just cannot remember it. But I thought, oh, they actually think that was really funny. It was specifically about Dave, which surprises <laughs> no one, I'm sure. No. This is the point where we tell everybody what podcast they're listening to. Story I Studio know when podcast. people, when you think of Dave, you think relaxing. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would actually love some Dave ASMR about ranting. Do they have that? Uh, yeah, I went yeah. to Target the other day. Show. And this guy got in front of me and spun me off into a branch reality. <laughs> so our guest today Slowly is... Slowly murdering you. Our guest today is Neve, um, who we'll, uh, we'll explain what... Uh, do we want to tease or just like open loop? Like we won't even say what she's here I like here. open loops. It's like that show we did on Mystery Boxes. <laughs> there you go, Mystery Box. What's in the box? Let's never say who she is. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I don't think she knows. <laughs> I'm cool with that. He's like, "What up, assholes?" It's Friday night. For- Redacted. <laughs> yeah. So, so Neve is all the way across the Atlantic right now. So it's actually Friday night, and she's wasting her in money. an undisclosed location. Yeah. In an I offshore they even have mailboxes in her city. oil platform. <laughs> so, anything interesting happened with anybody recently? Any stories to update? I, we need more Dave stories too. Well, Dave well, actually requested a something cool, so I'm real curious to see what this is going to be. Uh, my something cool for this week is uh, on Netflix, of course, because they 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 always have something cool to watch. Um, Black Summer, which is a a new zombie show. It's I actually, saw an ad for that. It's a prequel to Z Nation, which I didn't watch because it looked a little too goofy for me, and it was on Sci Fi, and I didn't have Sci Fi at the time. It, it that's on Netflix now, and maybe I'll check it out, seeing that this is a prequel for it. But I don't think the cast is the same. And this is a more serious sort of like Walking Dead um, sort of show. And it starts off really good. Like the first episode, uh, they kind of do what we did with Yesterday's Gone, where they join like as everything's breaking down and they like have one character, then another character, and then another, and how they all kind of meet up or don't yet meet up, depending on the characters. So it's it's really cool. And I watched uh, the first two episodes and I, I like it a lot so far. It's only eight episodes. So. Uh, I don't know how the whole thing plays out, but what I've what I've seen so far, the first two episodes, I I liked a lot. You know, wow, um, a- did you guys see that? Speaking of Netflix, that they have this cool new movie with just a crazy premise. It's about creatures that hunt by sound. It's a post apocalyptic <laughs> world, and creatures hunt by sound. I was blown away by that. Yeah, I, I did see the trailer for that, and I was surprised they didn't use the tagline, which they should have, which is like. <laughs> A quiet place, but not as good. Right. Because that's what I was thinking of. It's, it's real direct. It's real honest. Like, I would watch that. I like Quiet Place so much that A Quiet Place, but not quite as good. It's supposed I mean, to be like A Quiet Place and Bird Box. So well, that, that works. I'll, I'll give it a chance. They should have called I, I, it A I'm Quiet a... Box. <laughs> that's awesome. It, it uh, looked all right from what I saw. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it does. And I like Stanley Tucci. He's in it. He's always good. And your um, girl from uh, Mad Men is in there. Kiernan yes. Shipka, who's on the yes. Sabrina show, which I haven't seen yet. But apparently, I that's watched good. the first episode of that, which is like- probably one too many episodes for oh, me. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it might not be our thing, but I know no, a lot of people do like bad. it. I loved, I loved Sabrina, like the old Sabrina, all that stuff. And it was like, it was one, not canon. And two, also shit in its own. Oh, form. I forgot. Yeah. You actually read Archie comics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's really terrible because the dialogue was just like so ham-fisted. I could Better not. or worse than Riverdale? Uh, in its own way, worse, I actually think. R- I Riverdale. Think people, they were both. They were just both. You're not the target audience, though. It's teenagers. <laughs> well, fine, but whatever. Okay, so I got an eight episode. Teenagers like me, man. <laughs> I got an eight episode Netflix show like Dave um, to recommend, which also comes from, not, it's not sci-fi, it's USA originally, but The Sinner. Um, Jessica Biel is in it, and uh, she's super good. And the show itself is super good, and it's really consumable. So it's eight episodes. They're 40 minutes each. And it's way better than I expected it to be. It's dark for sure. Um, it's Dave's style dark. Um, this woman has no memory. 
Uh, she she wakes up. She doesn't really know what happens. I don't want to go Did into. Did she take a piss in any of the episodes? Um, yes, yes, yes. She does. Awesome. Um, All right. So there's. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> the rhythm of it is wonderful, and it, you know we were talking about mystery boxes recently, and this show does mystery boxes beautifully. It starts with one. Um, every episode uh, answers something from before and introduces a new one. So anyone out there studying actual mystery boxes in application and they want to see how it's done really well, I highly recommend The Sinner because it sets things up and then it gives you answers and then it sets new things up. So it's not really like a J.J. Abrams style mystery box, which is, I think, a little too mystery box heavy. It uses it in just enough to keep you hooked, which as storytellers, that's what we want. Someone to keep coming back because we're invested in the characters and we're invested in the questions that have been asked. I'm going to, I'm going to pass. I made my snarky quiet place to comment. So I'm good. I want to hear if Neve has something cool. She has something. cool. Uh, yeah, I do. I've been reading a book called all our wrong tomorrows or today's all our wrong today's. I think Sounds like um, my diary. <laughs> with, no, it's, it's, it's really good. It's like a time travel, um, alternate timeline sort of story, but uh, it's it's one of the coolest. I'm already sold. Yeah, it's so one it's of the non-fiction. coolest time travel stories I've ever read, and uh, it's got like a really great tone, very tongue in cheek. It actually kind of reminds me of how you guys write, so I, I do think that you would really like it. Their characters are have a little bit of a snarky, funny edge to them, um, but it but the premise really is about a guy who who lives in this really awesome future where we have, um, you know, someone has discovered uh, a renewable ener- energy source in the 60s. So he's in the 2016 where everything is great. The technology can do all kinds of amazing things that we can't even conceive of in, in our reality. And so he's writing this as though, like, he, he went back in time and accidentally fucked that up and destroyed his own future and now he's stuck in in our future and he basically spends a whole bunch of time saying how crap it is but uh but it's really and that's all in the first few minutes he's like by the way this is not how stuff is supposed to be was he split off into another branch of reality when a target guy like passed by with a bunch of carts well yeah and he like licked the cart yeah no, um it was <laughs> it was uh no it, it's it's really good i'm not i'm not not done yet but it's it's funny because it's one of those stories where the story itself is fairly simple but how it's done is really elegant and cool and the sciencey part of it is cool and and yeah i definitely recommend it well that sounds really awesome but have you read any really great books about the law of attraction lately um, <laughs> not lately no <laughs> no okay maybe, maybe that's another episode <laughs> so I, I myself to manifest it's spe- really really awesome speaking of simple stories that were really well done uh dark matter by blake crouch i thought that was very yeah that was really good sort of story but it was very awesome that's been at the top of my to listen to for probably three or four months now but other stuff keeps sneaking it's a short top. read or well, a listen i imagine yeah it's not the length of it I mean, I got a, I got a lot. I'm not even kidding. I got a law of attraction book that I had to read that snuck its way in front of it just this week. All right. So, what the hell are we here for today? Well, you've been um, brought here for a meeting. Yeah. So, so, Neve, <laughs> do you want us to introduce this, or do you want to introduce it? Because I, I think you probably have a, a a really interesting perspective on this, and probably a unique way of telling the story that and if you don't you better make up one really quick yeah fast hurry crap <laughs> well like literally 10 minutes ago i i didn't know if i was gonna be on right now so you know, that like, shows how well organized we are well okay let, let me let me buy a couple seconds by just setting Thank you. <laughs> so, so neve is now not only a part of our company she really is a cog in our company um and that happened pretty fast um as always we it makes us sound like borg from our from our audio, well, a little bit, but you know, uh, we met Neve um, at the Smart Artist Summit. Um, actually, we met Neve before the Smart Artist Summit at our um, at our signature event for the Stone Table, and she's been on the table for a, a while. But it's different when you meet somebody in person. It just is. Like we've seen her on a couple of calls, but Zoom is not the same as sitting next to Dave, which is literally where she sat. There's nothing <laughs> quite sorry. like sitting Not next to Dave. Not by design. <laughs> no, and, yet, and yet she still joined us. That's the well, weirdest Well, actually, thing. I think that you two really did belong together. So it, it worked out. <laughs> uh, 
but but Neve is just uh, there is an absolute brilliance to her. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed being so close to her for those couple of days, and uh, it was maybe fifteen minutes into the morning when I'm like, oh, she's really smart, and she's one of us in a very specific way. I think the moment I realized, oh, Neve is just beyond is when you changed uh, convertible cookie to the everlasting funnel, <laughs> which oh, yeah. you're like, that's not a convertible cookie. That's an everlasting funnel, which yes, yes, Neve, it is an everlasting funnel. And so Neve has come aboard to um, really change the way uh, we market fiction, but also more importantly to Neve's position, the way we market and think about nonfiction. And so we had already kind of been uh, batting a couple of ideas around. And then on Wednesday, the day after the summit, um, <laughs> I came in like a flurry and I did my, I have an idea thing. And um, you came I, in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> uh, he was all naked and on a big old swinging ball. I grabbed, uh, I, I grabbed Neve and, and I explained kind of a, a slightly different version of what we had been talking about. And it was a wonderful moment because I could immediately see it on, on your face. Like your, your body changed, your face changed. And there was this pure moment between us where I felt like I had very quickly um, conveyed to you a very big idea that you immediately grabbed onto. And Neve is somebody who needs to process. Um, you know, you, you could give her a lot of information and she'll have to absorb it and come back two, three days later and say, okay, here's how I'm feeling about this. To and be fair, that's most people when it comes to you. Know. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> you are a fire hose of knowledge and info. And but ideas. that is, that was amazing. And I, I really did enjoy seeing that on, on your face, Neve. that like there was just this instant, okay, I understand this idea. And that was what, two months ago. And in that time, we've really started to build out that idea. And that's the idea that you're here to talk about. Yes. Well, Thanks. And actually, like, I think it might have been easier not to talk before you said a bunch of really nice stuff about me. So thank now you. that he's built you up. <laughs> go ahead. Like, oh, wait. We're all yeah. waiting for you to say greatness. I'm super <laughs> smart and brilliant. Well, no, this is like when, when we're closing something at the, the, the summit or something, and Johnny's like, uh, yeah, now here's Sean. He'll say something amazing. And then he hands me the mic, and I'm supposed to close down that. It's just the worst. <laughs> Oh, I know, you're like, wait, f going through the mental files of amazing things to say. <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, well, I, yeah, I, I think that was a pretty good summary. Um, I've actually followed you guys for a really, really long time. And um, I like I, I bought, write, publish, repeat, I think in 2013 or something. And then then I oh, read it. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like my, my immediate impression was... This is amazing because because it was the first time I'd read uh, a nonfiction book that wasn't like okay I will now sit down and read this book and and you know be bored out of my mind but do it because I feel like I have to and I feel like I need the knowledge because there's a story too right it's, yeah. here's the information but here it is through a prism of experience yeah. And it was hilarious. It was really funny. And it was like, it was supposed to be from the perspective of Johnny, but then you have this, like, I was listening to the audiobook and you have the, the, what's his name guy? Simon. The, Simon yeah. He, so, so he's, you've got this funny British accent and everything. <laughs> so I loved, loved, loved that book. Um, and so I proceeded then to spend a few years giving it to everyone I knew who was even remotely interested in writing. I didn't write. I was still like, this is amazing. But did I write or publish or repeat? No. <laughs> yeah, there's, so there's somebody in our company who's been with us for over a year now. And um, so me gave her the book or introduced her to us in some capacity. And she's like, hey, guess what, Neve? I'm writing with them now. <laughs> and she's like, damn it. What? <laughs> yeah, because I was I was really bad at like actually following through, but literally that's probably my most gifted thing on Amazon. I just kept giving it to people. And the other day someone just messaged me like, Hey, I just published my book and thanks for write publish repeat. So I could I didn't even remember giving it to her. I've just done that so many times. But uh in any case, so I was a mega fan. Um and I was really, really bummed to hear that, you know, smarter artists was closing. And I could hear, like, when you guys were talking about that, I could really understand that. Like, it was clearly a really great move um, in terms of, 
you know, moving into like your zone of genius, the the thing that you guys are great at, which is that that story thing, which which I definitely picked up on in that first book that I ever read from you, and and it was it was just really interesting to me where I was like, oh, that's sad, and that's also awesome at the same time. Yeah, that's been the general um, consensus: is good for you guys, and really, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, so. So I think the main message now is that that's not actually what's going on because I was sort of like, oh, they're going to disappear into the sunset and we'll get to watch from afar. Um, but, but really what you're doing now is you're moving into sharing stories and that's what we want to do with uh, the new nonfiction imprint is uh, sharing is teaching through story, you know? So we're like, we still want to, teach the same stuff that you guys have always taught and we have some big things that we want to do with it um, but yeah that's really the, the the ongoing focus is rather than saying okay we're gone it's saying smarter artist is closing that chapter of sterling and stone is closing and now we're opening a new chapter where we're teaching in this whole different way like basically saying we're going to take the same stuff the same stuff that 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 people love about you guys and just put it into books put it into the medium that you're excellent at and um, wrap it all in a bunch of story, basically. <laughs> so before I dig into a little more uh, detail on that, um, would you like to tell everybody what the name of our nonfiction imprint is? Yes, I'm really excited about the name, which um, I don't know. Uh, Sean, I think this is the thing that you maybe told me. Yeah, yeah, um, this, this, this yeah. was the light bulb moment. This was the light bulb moment. So the, the new nonfiction imprint is going to be called Stone Table. So Stone Table, as you might know, used to be um, what the the mastermind that you guys had was, is, is Stone Table. It's this, um, I love that because it's, you know, it has that legendary feel like King Arthur and all that stuff, but it also has that sense of like, we're here together. Yeah, there's um, no head of a stone, there's no head of a round table. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, we're all, we're all coming in together and we're all making sure that we're moving forward together. So I love, I love, love, love the name Stone Table. <laughs> yeah. I was really sad to actually lose the name Stone Table. I, I didn't want the mastermind anymore because I think masterminds at this point are things that we want to participate in. We want to join. We want to do little um, like invite only masterminds where they're, we're not, we just, the transactional nature uh, with our relationship with the audience had to go. Um, we, we don't want to sell things. Now, a $5 book, I'll sell that all day. Like there's no difference then between write, publish, repeat or invasion, right? They're, they're, they're both tiny micro pieces of, of something. So if the top of our funnel is $5, that's awesome. I don't want it to be a $5,000 collaboration package. It, it, it warps what we're doing. And this is just purity. It's, it allows us to learn from experience and Basically, the stuff that you guys would be interested in listening to this is we're going to be writing books for our internal storytellers. So right now, there's 17 of us. That's how many people are writing stories and, and publishing them. Now, with 17 Actually, authors, if, there's tw if you're talking of us, it's at least 20. I was referring to other authors. And okay, one that's dog. amazing. Yeah, so All stay right, around so, 20. So there's 20 of us now. Um, and Johnny, you have any objection to giving actual numbers on like how much we're publishing this year versus no. Yeah. All right. So last year we published four books. Uh, this year we're going to publish. Wait, wait, one. sorry, sorry. Before you give the punchline, was it four books as a company? Like the entire company fiction, nonfiction, any imprint was four books. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we, so last year we didn't publish last year. What we spent our time doing was preparing for this year and honorably closing down the smart artist because we really did make a lot of promises um, a, a little more than a year ago. And we didn't want to just not deliver on those. So it was a very difficult, very expensive year for us uh, because all of these books that are coming out, we had to pay for the production on that. Um, we had to pay for our own like life <laughs> just to stay alive. And there was no new publishing revenue. All of our money was coming from old books. Um, so it, it was a, it was a hard year for sure. Um, but now we can actually focus on all of that. So as dramatic as the change from four to the number I'm about to tell you is now, that should probably double again next year. But that requires a lot of systems. So last year was four. Um, it might even be five. I'm not sure, but it was really, really small number. Um, this year, 
is going to be 102 books. Is what uh, on, we will sorry, <clears throat> 102 left, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. It's actually total. Total. It's, oh, it's, okay. Well, then, then. Oh, that's us. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So our average for the year will be two per week. Um, and we're really just ramping up to that. Um, it, we've been at one a week since February. Um, and in June, um, you know, there's weeks that we have later this year, three releases on the same day. So we are really are scaling. And as we're doing that, we're learning so much about our process, about how every single author is unique, about how to get kind of the superpowers from each of our authors. And it, it's amazing. If you look at our story rooms, I mean, to a person, every single person who shows up on our story meetings is like, this is the best part of my week. Um, they grow exponentially as artists. The camaraderie is amazing. It's kind of funny. The only person who doesn't show up is Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, I don't like good things in my life. I like to wallow in the misery so I can dig deep. Clearly, no, Except that when he does and the whole room lights up and it's it's like he's getting credit for existing. Yeah, Johnny's yeah. so resents this. He's like, <laughs> Dave shows up one out of eight meetings and everyone's like, Dave! Yeah, it's but a special I, occasion. I don't Never. resent it because nobody cheers that way when I enter a room, no matter what. <laughs> so it's fine. Dave, Dave's got that going on. Well, you're intense. Just like Stacy's mom. <laughs> so we, we need to think about what we're doing internally to, to get the most out of our office. By the way, can we make it so I only show up to one of these every other month or so? I, You've been angling for that for like five years now, right? <laughs> so what we're what we're doing is basically building an inner curriculum. If we need a style guide, if we need a um, you know a guide to story jacketing. So right now Bonnie is doing all the story jackets, but she's also uh, devising the system to how we do internal story jackets so that other people besides her can do them. And what we're going to do is just codify all that information, and then we'll be able to share it with you guys. And so our first reader for all of this stuff is ourselves, our authors, our writers. And then we just share that stuff with all of you guys. And it's the very did you best talk? Way. Did you make the transition from we're writing 104 books this year or whatever to some of those are nonfiction and this smarter artist isn't totally dead in the exact same way? Like, was that were those was that tissue connected like that we're going to continue uh, to publish books under the name Stone Table Imprint. Like, I think that whole thing got lost. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Neve, do you want to like? This is like when somebody <laughs> tells a joke, you get to the punchline, nobody laughs, and they say, "Wait, hold on a second. There was this one thing that happened. Now, is it funny?" See, this is why I love. I love. Like, I'm a. I'm a diehard podcast listener and i love how it's like sean goes off on these crazy tangents and johnny's like wait wait wait, let's reel this well and you guys don't even see but it's really really common for dave to slack during the show and say did we tell them what x is (laughs) after sean's been talking about it for 10 minutes well blah 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 and dave goes do we tell them what it is we're like oh i guess not well, okay, so we're developing this inner curriculum, and that will be Stone Table Books, at least for phase one. Phase two is is not just craft. It's not yeah. just book marketing. Well, be, but before we get to, to phase two, like, like as a member, like, because I was one of the smarter artists, you know, community members, and I have to say that, like, you know, I, I did have that feeling of sadness, that feeling of, oh, it's ending. And at this kind of weird time on Amazon and in self-publishing where everyone is feeling really uncertain and really shaky, these guys are sort of disappearing off. And it's like the doors were sort of swinging shut behind you and you had this cool collaboration thing going. And it's like, what I'm so excited about with the Stones Table is it's like, that's that's not what's what's happening. You've just closed one part of your business, one way of teaching and sharing, which was through courses and things that you know, that, that people had to pay for. Now you're, you're saying, okay, instead we're going to, we're going to teach through books and we're going to teach the behind the scenes. It's like, which you also like, have to pay for guys, just to be clear. <laughs> well, you have to pay for a book though. It's, it's really different. So, so it's kind of like reopening those doors and saying, Hey, we're actually doing all this cool stuff. And we're doing like a lot of the stuff that's happening in Sterling and Stone is, is it's really leading edge it's it's not what other people are doing and it's sort of staying ahead of like like we're not playing the algorithm game okay i I got a quick question for you need because you actually you have a really really interesting perspective here you've been in the company for two months which is not a long time um and before that you were you, you followed for a long time so you actually have that perspective of going from the outside and now you're inside and and 
Neve is like so amazing, guys. You don't even know. She built up this entire database for us. Yeah, she's so like, we, I'm like, hey, Neve, do you think it's possible to create a book, list of our books, something like that? <laughs> and so, fast forward two months, and we have like this. It's nuts. It's a full on like app and website. It's that's called like, the Enterprise, <laughs> right? That like all our authors are going to be able to log into and sort and run reports and see when they're drafts are due and what's the editorial calendar and what's the royalty split on this? Like it's nuts. So when, when Neve came aboard, her big question was what (laughs) she wanted, she she wanted to understand every, I just have one question guys. What? Right. How does this all work? And she interviewed every single one of us and like got questions and figured out where we were all coming from. I guarantee you right now, she knows 10 times more about this business than Dave. Like guaranteed. What? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So my question to you, Neve, is uh, how, how different is it than what you perceived? And more importantly, how much of it is tip of the iceberg? So what we're doing publicly that you can see and then what we're doing under the surface and what that looks like long term and how that's going to play out. Yeah. Well, and this is really surprising because because of the podcast in particular and because of how open you guys are, I was expecting that, you know, kind of what you I, that nothing would really be very surprising, you know? Um that I was just going to see sort of what you guys normally talk about but in action. But in actuality, <laughs> Like what you see on the front end is sort of like 1% of what's going on behind the scenes. I was really, really surprised. So I was surprised um, in particular at just how hard everyone works. Like, but it's like, it's like this machine that's going like a hundred miles an hour. And I was at first sort of like, whoa. And that's why I went and asked everyone a million questions. Cause I was like, how the fuck do I get on this train? Um, well, Neve kept apologizing too. I'm sorry. I'm asking so many questions. And we're like, you're sorry. You're trying to understand our business so you can make this better. Stop apologizing. Yeah. So there's like, there's a lot going on and, and everyone like you guys talk about collaboration. And it was a little hard to wrap my head around that from the outside. Like, what does that mean? What exactly are they doing? What does a beat mean? You know, like I really wanted to know exactly what everything is. Um, and then I realized behind the scenes that so much of it is organic. And so much of what you're doing is just all moving really hard, really fast together. I mean, the pace was the thing that surprised me the most. And um, and as how well, how... Like how, how quickly, okay, if this piece moves... Yes. And then as a team, we all figure it out, like what's best for everybody, which is really cool. Yeah. So like one thing will shift, like you'll say, okay, we want to move this book to this date and we want to move this thing over here. And then everyone, everything else sort of organizes around it to make that happen. But in that, there's process. Like you guys maybe didn't have all all the processes documented, but you absolutely have process. And uh, so like, like (laughs) yeah well actually like i'm just helping you know create the tech that will really support the machine but the person who is mostly i'd say documenting the process is bonnie and and the books is like the books that she's writing about you know she's writing books about premise she's writing books about story jacket she's uh she's kind of and you guys are writing books about um, collaboration and all of these pieces of the puzzle that really weren't there before. Because the truth is that it, it it is really complicated. And that's what I had a hard time wrapping my head around is like I I come from a marketing background. So for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, a book. But not, like I, I wanted to learn a lot of the marketing. And then what I realized is that all of it is this... Um, it, it, it all sort of fits together and uh, and it does all follow the same pattern over and over. And, and I really wanted to understand what exactly is that pattern. And that's what is ending up in these books, which is fun because like, you know, your nonfiction books massively, massively helped me. And there's like, you know, I, I had only read four, no, three of them. I think I'd read write, publish, repeat, iterate and optimize and uh, the one with all the writing advice, you know, and I was like, the, those... our, I think that's our, our most underappreciated. I love that book. I really like it. Oh no, I read, I read uh, Fiction Unboxed. I love Fiction Unboxed. Actually, that was that was right up there for me um, because I, I love seeing a story. And so now, now getting to 
like dive into that, I'm realizing, wow, there is so much going on. You guys actually have a wealth of knowledge and looking at, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to help our authors understand that? Then it's also like, how are we going to then open the doors and help other people understand that through the nonfiction? So, so let me so, do my Johnny articulation thing here that I do, because I, I, I always listen with kind of an audience eye and I guess you wouldn't listen with an eye. You, you would listen, listen with, with an, an ear. Audience eye? I do. Yeah, super eyes. An audience, <laughs> audience perspective. Um, that's okay. I see with my ears. And I could see this being a little confusing because we've talked about the stone table before. We've said abundantly how the smarter artist is is going away and all this stuff. And I can see somebody being like, what? So here's here's the bottom line, guys, is that um, we did shut down the smarter artist, which is the um, the, the, the education size, side of our business. So for those of you who are brand new, we write books and we educate. And over the past few years, the education has come to dominate administration and bandwidth within the company to the point where we're like, okay, we should just be telling stories. That's where our sweet spot is. That was the most lucrative when we were focused on it, all that stuff. So we've announced over the past, I don't know, eight months or something that we were going to be shutting down the education side, the smarter artist side. And we announced it at the summit that this was going to be our last smarter artist summit in 2019, all this stuff. And including that was our mastermind, which was called the stone table. So, this is where I think some of you might be like, well, okay, I'm kind of confused. I thought Smart Artist was going away, and now they're talking about Smarter Artist stuff. And I thought the stone table was going away, and, and here it is. So here's what, here's what happened. We, we said from the beginning that it, as much as we were going to shut down the Smarter Artist, meaning we were going to shut down our mastermind, we we're going to shut down our like events, the Smarter Artist Summit, um, any education that we do where we're, we're basically charging for people to come in and do something or, or courses or anything like that. But we always wanted to continue writing books. So because that's that's in our wheelhouse. Like we feel we have things to say. We have education to impart. We feel like that's something that's that's kind of part of us. We like to share. And that's why we do the podcast. Um, but it's 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 selling a you know a five dollar book or something like that instead of instead of having this whole infrastructure to support education. So that's what we're talking about here is continuing what used to be the smarter artist in book form only. So we're going to continue to write nonfiction books. That isn't new. It's just, I can see why that would be confusing, but we're calling that imprint within the company. We're calling it the stone table because we like that. We like that metaphor of sort of minds coming together and there's no, there's no head at a, at a table at a round table. And so, um, we aren't going to, when, when, um, Neve was talking about phase two and stuff, there's no, funnel here there's we aren't phase two isn't oh suddenly we're going to do a workshop again like no 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 we're done with that phase two is kind of a different type of nonfiction book which i don't know if we'll talk about today that really does yeah, i think we will but let 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 me talk about it right okay so i just wanted to clear that up for everybody that that we aren't going back into that business we are continuing to write books with an increased focus on how can we make them the most amazing books that we can and that they fit into our plan as well as helping you guys and not abandoning everybody Right. We what never phase won. does Thanos snap his finger? I'm, I'm trying seven. to. That's oh, seven. okay. All right. All right. Uh, th there's never been a point where we didn't want to help the community or we didn't want to share or we didn't want to teach. There was just a point where it became so ridiculously expensive for us to do it that if we were to continue, we would either be unhappy or broke. And we were both. <laughs> and that's just not it's just not okay and so, i, I, I want to say to you guys's credit like a, a lot of people in this space that do courses they don't offer nearly the value we were and that's why it costs so much because a lot of people they're just putting out the cheapest shit possible and keeping all the money Right, well, <laughs> they're, they're getting rich. We're actually, we were investing it and in giving an experience like where you got value for it. And that costs a lot of fucking money to do. Well, it, that's, we've always spent our money on people. Like, you know, when the company doesn't have any money anymore, it's because we spent it all on people. Like none of us buy things for ourselves. Like we're all very modest and you know, we live with what we need. Except on naked Sundays. but <laughs> So that, you know, but that's really important. It's always been like, let's, let's, let's hire people, let's pay them well, but it's not sustainable. And that's not really what we don't want to pay. We don't want a huge staff. It's like, not scalable either. This is what, what's so great about this is that it's scalable. We write a book, we can impact a lot of people. Books 
have a way of doing that. And we that. write books. We're publishers. It's silly to ever think that we were in the live event business or the software business or the or the course business or any of these things. We're in a publishing business so we can continue to publish. So, so what's we'll, coming we'll, for Stone Table Books? Yeah, so we'll talk about phase two in one second. But uh, Neve, so we've got seven books for this audience listening to this right now that are in the immediate pipeline. A lot of stuff in, you know, in theory, along with phase two, but for those seven books that are coming out, what is somebody listening to this right now? What can they hope to get from those seven books that are coming out? Well, I think it's kind of an interesting collection and, and we're, we are starting really soon. We're going to be publishing a book a month, which I think is amazing because like I've been waiting for, <laughs> for your nonfiction books for a long time. Um, but it's all happy because she gets to be like the, the first person to <laughs> experience all of these them. books that she would have loved to have read anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have taken, I have taken your courses and I have now been to an event and, uh, and it was absolutely amazing, but, I, but I do think that books have the most impact and they go the furthest. So honestly, I think that, that what you can find in the, in the, the, this first phase of books coming out this year is, is a lot more behind the scenes. It's a lot more like, here's how we, write our books and um and here's sort of what we how we operate um because but i mean there's always going to be story in there and there's always going to be something that you can take and apply so so there there it, it isn't like handbooks you know it's i mean we will eventually get to we actually don't know how to write that kind of that, that <laughs> kind of way um so this is this is actually worth talking about because there is a version of um so so I think I've told this story before. I'll tell a quick version of it. But when we wrote Write, Publish, Repeat, uh, Johnny and I had it finished. And I had a, a friend who is in the nonfiction business, is a, a ninja at nonfiction, at both creating it, selling it, helping other people, on and on. And I gave him Write, Publish, Repeat to read and give us feedback on. And he said, I fucking hate your book, dude. Like I, was- I thought you weren't going to say what I said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> So that was like the feedback. He's like, it's verbose. It's all about you guys. You know, it should be a third the length and it should not have all those stories and blah, 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 blah. And he's actually totally right from where he's coming from and for his style of book and for the book he knows could be successful. That's not who we are. Our stuff has to be story driven. And so all of the stuff that we're creating for you guys and, you know, in phase two, it really is story first, even though the the point is to walk away educated, it's to walk away with an education and the memory to anchor it. And story helps you um, become a part of the lesson instead of just something that you hear and then you forget as soon as you're done with the book. Yeah, I have a really good example of that when I wrote, when I read uh, Fiction Unboxed, um, you know, there was this point, and I was telling Johnny about this the other day, there's this point in it where you guys are struggling with a story point, and then you decide what you're going to do, and you go, okay, but that means that now we have, to, like, this briefcase is really important, so now we're going to have to go back and plant the briefcase somewhere earlier on, and for me, that was, like, that was you guys sharing the story of you struggling with with something wrong and like how you're going to fix it. But that for me was so eye-opening because it wasn't just saying, you know, by the way, you can go and, and like, once you solve a story problem, you can go and, and see that earlier in your, your manuscript. That's a lesson I might've heard. And then it drifts away again. But, but in that, I like, I never forgot that. I was like, Oh my God. So I don't actually have to be super clever. I can just <laughs> fix this shit after the fact. It actually really, really helped me. And, and I never forgot that. And I read that book years ago, you know? So, so that like, I, and I feel like as well, if the, the, the kind of style and tone you guys have on the podcast you are you are teaching and you are sharing stories, um, so it's it's like that, but with more structure and with more education. I'd say. Yeah, we're also Not lucky, that you guys aren't Bonnie. No, that's perfect, and we're <laughs> lucky because Bonnie's on our team, and Bonnie is a natural teacher. And you know, Bonnie's a really great uh, companion for me because I am a little too all over the place, and she's like, no, 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 no here, and you know, she'll she'll keep me narrow, which is great for you guys. She's a Sean whisperer. She, no, she is. She's, she helps me. <laughs> oh, like, I like that. She's great on the page with me. Dave, do you want to work with me on a documentary called The Sean Whisperer? Yes. 
<laughs> they you show people going time. up and like gently like getting his getting his his trust and stroking his head. <laughs> I'm already I'm already writing it in my head. They start by out. saying yes to his ideas. <laughs> Unless I get carried away. <laughs> So what's the, um, do we want to, I mean, what's, I feel like we should talk about the, the big like release that kicks it off. Do we want to talk about any of that stuff? And yes. And I think that maybe we should save phase two for a different day because it's getting really long. We could even do it um, next because we're recording back to back episodes if you want to do a two parter. Yeah, yeah. Oh I'm, yeah. I, I like that idea. Um, cool. Well then do we want to like make you wait for that? Let me think about dates. <laughs> Well, I think we should tell them about the phase one stuff, right? Because there's a bunch of stuff that you would expect from us. And then I think the phase two is the stuff you wouldn't expect from us necessarily, but it's amazing. Okay. In my mind, there's a very clear differentiation. Like, right, publish, repeat is one style, the new books that that require a get-together. In a way, it's a little like what we did with fiction last year. So last year, we, we were all under surface and we prepared for this year. And it's the same thing. We're preparing this year for a, a different way of doing nonfiction. And I will say that like a lot of what this company does, we're not only trying to do it different than what everybody else is doing, but exponentially better. Absolutely. So first I have to point out how cute it is, how Dave is all snuggled up with his I know. I was thinking that too. He's like, can we always have a talkative third person? It's kind of like a, what do they call those things, a Snuggie or something? Or they're like a full it's body? It's my shirt. I'm just, I'm a little bit cold. Right, but he's, guys, just in case you're not on video, he's not putting his sleeve through and wearing like a shirt. He's, he's like a, he's got a blanket thing going on. <laughs> I'm old. It's my shawl. Leave my me alone. daughter right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's somewhere between a teenager snuggling up and like, yeah, an old lady with. Wouldn't a it be funny if you like you you came home one day and on the couch instead of Haley is Dave and he just expects you not Dave, to notice. Dave is kind of an old lady teenager, actually. <laughs> old lady teenager. He's none of those things. So somehow they all work together. <laughs> Do you want to write the book, Old Lady Teenager, and kind of behind I, I already started. <laughs> thing. Oh no, I got to do a story jacket for old lady teenager. <laughs> so phase one. What's phase one? Phase one. Okay. Well, actually, I want to talk about the first book because phase one first includes the the first book is really important, right? <laughs> and then then the rest of the books will be a little bit different from the first book, but less important. Just to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you'll see why. They're, the first they're, book is like going to Costco a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like they're a different thing, right? So the first book is one thing. And the rest are a different thing. Yes, all equally important. Wait, so the first one is a thing, and then the rest of them are different things. Wait, wait, I'm going to explain it. Ah, that's some genius marketing right there. I'm glad that you have me and my articulateness. Um, So, yes. So the first book that we're coming out, out with is The Smarter Arts Locker. And I love this because it's basically a way of really wrapping up the smarter artists and putting a really nice bow on it and saying, like, this is it. This is what we've done before we move into the next phase. So the Smarter Artist Locker is going to be a compilation, a collection of, I think it's five books, is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Five books. So it's like a complete Um, your collection for one low price sort of a deal. It's what? Write, publish, repeat... Iterate and optimize fiction unboxed. Is yes. it the one with all the writing advice and writer dad? Writer dad. No, writer dad's not on there. It's writing online, writing which online. is a little more practical. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So this is like all of the all of the books so far in one. And I'm really excited about it because like I, I've read three. No, I've read four. Four out of the five. And all of them really impacted me in a different way. Um, but the other thing that I'm excited about is that that it's not just the books. Um, we are going to be uh, adding a little bit to the books. Um, well, at least one of them is going to be updated. And then we also are going to be inviting the 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 audience, the people who have been following Sterling and Stone and following the whole story for years to share some of their stories. So some of your stories, um, your stories of how the various books have impacted you. Um, I mean, a lot of writing businesses like and really successful 
self-published authors were, you know, have launched their businesses based on the advice that they read in these books. So, and if you're thinking that that sounds like, why would I care about that? It's because you often learn practical lessons from the people who have used it as opposed to the people who are teaching it. It's a different perspective that lets you see a different lens. Yes, exactly. And so that, that's what we want to do is include some of these stories, almost like case studies. So we can, and also like, you know, my story with the book (laughs) is not like, here's how I used it and became really successful, but it still really impacted me. So, um, you know, so we do want a different variety of stories and, uh, and we are going to be, you know, inviting, um, the audience to, to share those with us. Um, but, but I'm really excited about that because I always feel like with teaching, you know, there's the teacher and their stories and their way of educating, but then there's also the students and how something, affects the people reading it uh, is part of that story. So I feel like having that included in the Smarter Artist Locker is going to allow us to effectively wrap that story, but also share the story of the audience because you guys have completely changed the the self-publishing industry. I mean, you've been incredibly influential. You've had really leading edge ideas and a lot of what you've done, you know, what you were doing, which was sort of experimental is now standard practice, um, for, for most indie authors. Uh, so, and, you know, I, I, I just think that it's like, I really want to say like, this is, this is the thing. This is, this is all of the, the advice and all of the, um, amazing education that happened over those years collected in one place, plus also the influence that it had, plus the impact that it had. So we're, we're able to collect that impact. Well, you're getting me hyped on this. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. No, like what I, what I love to, just for everybody to know this other really special thing about Neve is she is, uh, so far has been a complete advocate for, the listener for you, for anybody listening to this or, or reading our books or has been part of the community, um, you know, because we don't have that perspective. We, we can make a lot of assumptions and we can make a lot of educated guesses and our hearts can be in the right place and our compass can be pointed in the right direction, but we still don't know what we don't know. And because Neve is coming from the other side and, and coming in over the last two months constantly, she said, yes, but this is how our audience is feeling right now. And this is what we need to do. And it's been really uh, just kind of wonderful to know that, that that compass is so strong. And, and at yeah. what point, at what point will my compilation of my words called the hurt locker be coming out? <laughs> That's all. Okay. <laughs> We have a yeah. we have a, a, a phase two day book for you all that you are going to love. We're gonna make him write it. It's amazing. <laughs> Against yeah. my will. Mm-hmm. It fit. It fit the theme. We can actually talk about Dave's book in the next episode. <laughs> well so Yay, Dave's thrilled. So do we do we wanna mention what the coming ones are just, just quickly before we close, or do we wanna leave those as a open mystery box? Hmm. I feel like leaving them as a mystery box. Mystery box. I'm, I'm also okay. How about, about well, it. you I could like, tease one or two, maybe. Yeah, I like a blend. Like, I'm really, what, the one I'm really excited about is one that you guys are working on that tells the story. Like, so we've got the the books, you know, that, that we're teaching. And we've got the stories from the audience that will be part of the Smarter Artist Locker. That, that tells one side of the Sterling and Stone story. But I'm really excited about the, the book you guys have that, that tells your perspective from where you are now of, of the story of Sterling and Stone, because I think it's really fascinating. And I think watching other people, it's not just the advice that's helpful. It's like seeing, well, how did it go for you? Like, that's always what I want to know. I want to know the behind the scenes. That sounds fascinating. And I have no idea what book you're talking about. So I'm excited (laughs) about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Can we say the name of it? Because I really do want to know what it is. If not, you can tell me later, but. Um, I, I can give you that name if, if, if you want. Um, I, I just, I worry about saying titles because all right. you know, nothing on air. Um, yeah, but, but well, people do but, pre-release all the time. Like what? Like people talk about books that are coming out a year from now. Yeah, that's true. And we're pretty close to being able to put up. A, um, a, a and it page. sucks when we do this thing where we go, we're not going to tell you the name. It's too secret. And this is this is the correct audience to actually be able to say this is what we're doing. Yeah. OK. All right. All right. So so the the we do have the locker coming out. And then the, the next release after that is called I Have an Idea. 
And it's basically the Sterling and Stone story. Like it really does put everything into perspective. It talks about it, the, the time that it was, was being written. And I want to do this show actually pretty quickly. So, uh, I mean, coming up soon in a few, we need to get to May. But May 1st is going to be the one-year anniversary of my writing streak. I've written every single day for a year once we get to May 1st. And, um, and I started this book. I have an idea was I hadn't written fiction regularly and I wanted to warm up. I wanted to write nonfiction. And the original idea behind I have an idea was supposed to be like, this is how you nurture an idea. This is how you take an idea from a seed all the way because I'm the idea guy in the company. Like that's what I'm supposed to do. And so I I thought a book about that would be interesting. Well, the book was a total mess (laughs) and not really that book at all. Because what happened is while I was writing this book, we closed The Smarter Artist. And it became that story because I don't know how to not write what's in my heart. (laughs) And so it very much became two books. It became about ideas, but it also became about Sterling and Stone and the nature of ideas. And so there are a lot of tangible takeaways in it, but it is a story and it's the Sterling and Stone story. And so, yeah, that's the first one that's about to get released. And those are June, both of those, I believe. Oh, no, no, June and July. June and July, yeah. I think, actually, I Have an Idea is, is third, but, Is yeah. the second one, is the second <laughs> oh, one... Oh, yeah, that's right, that's, that, that is... Is the second one The Story Solution, which is one I've been wanting to come out? It is. Yes, yes, yes it is. Yeah, yes, so you guys, right. I think, will like that. Um, I actually don't know what the elevator pitch for The Story Solution is. I guess seeing life through the lens of story... Um, seeing yourself as the protagonist of your own, because we've done a few of these with with um, people where they'll come and we'll. Um, it, it's honestly a little more like therapy. I mean, it's not therapy. We're not therapists, but it's. But um, it's like business it, life. It is a little yeah. bit. Once you sort of see your life as a journey, you approach it differently, as if you're the protagonist of your own story. And so we took lessons of story, like what story structure looks like, the, you know, the different acts of a story and what a protagonist is supposed to achieve and the, the foes and allies, the other characters in the story of your, of of your life or your business that, that come up and how to, um, adjust through that filter. So that's something that I I actually wrote that God has to have been like eight months ago or something. So, Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that hit the, uh, hit the, the virtual stands because I think that's going to be amazing. So, and then mystery books, mystery books, but, but one every month, which not, is pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So yeah, not um, mysteries, but. not mysteries. All right. So this is where we, 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 we kind of hit pause on this discussion, make you guys wait like cliffhanger for the next week because, um, we just decide spontaneously, extemporaneously as we do to continue and tell you guys the story of sort of the next, like what's coming for the, the, the stone table. It's actually the reason I think why the smarter artist would, would not have been the right name for this imprint and stone table is because it's, it's its own thing and it's kind of amazing and I'm really excited about it. And so we'll talk about that on the next episode, but until then, uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Neve. And we'll see you on the next show, I guess. Bye. Bye. Bye.